Arizona's news station. KTAR News on 92.3 FM. Bruce St. James and Pamela Hughes. I am of the belief. I am cut from the cloth, Barry Marks. <laughs> this can't be good. <laughs> of those that believe that HOAs are sent from the devil. Yes. And that they exist only to ruin people's lives. <laughs> yes, that's true. They have no socially redeeming qualities in any way, shape, or form. Don't do anything good. Nothing whatsoever. And I have another example to add to the fodder. <laughs> A Gilbert HOA in the Val Vista Lakes community, think uh, Greenfield and Baseline. Yes. Is threatening its residents with fines of up to $250 a day. Is it for not trimming the trees? Is it for not painting the house? Is it for parking a car in your own driveway? <laughs> no. By the way, all things that my HOA <laughs> wanted to fine me for. Parking a car in your own driveway? Couldn't park in your driveway. Oh, that's phenomenal. Couldn't also park on the street. <coughs> well, of course. Can you hover the, the car over the house? I was like, can I park in the grass? Oh. Like I'm running out of places to park. Oh, that's fantastic. Um, <laughs> they are going down a different route. It was disagreements about how certain members of the board run the board, where they're spending our money, things of that nature. Those disagreements played out in the comments of the page. Following elections, the board proposed a social media policy restricting opinions about the board on Facebook. It was vehemently opposed by the community and quickly tabled. Then this letter showed up at Nardesha's home. They are threatening if I don't remove any content that frames certain members of the board in a negative light. Yeah, so I didn't set it up properly. I apologize. ABC 15 gave us that. They are threatening the moderator of a private Facebook page for the community residents. Yeah. $250 fine if she doesn't moderate, edit, or delete posts critical of the HOA or its board members. This is something I think a lot of communities have now, a little Facebook page or some sort of online page where everyone in the community can join, they can get information, they can learn about each other. Somebody's dog goes missing, you post it there, you have it a bake sale, whatever it may be. And at the last election for the HOA, apparently a lot of the comments on the Facebook page got kind of personal uh, with some attacks on people running and allegations of what uh, board members were doing, that sort of thing. And the board didn't like it. So they, they said, well, maybe we should restrict that page. Now, the board doesn't own or control the page. It's just one of the residents, one of the homeowners that has it. Uh, but they're trying to restrict it. And now they've started, as you said, Bruce, they're fining. They want to find this woman and those who help on this Facebook page $250 a day if she doesn't edit. Delete, the, not moderate. Even, not her own posts. No. Other, other people's. people's posts. Right. And they're going to find her $250 a day. So we asked on our totally unscientific poll of the day. I have it up at the Bruce St. James and Pamela Hughes show page on Facebook. Here is the way I worded it. A Gilbert HOA is threatening to fine residents $250 a day if they publish, publish or don't delete negative Facebook posts about the community, board members, or the way the HOA operates. Our question to you, just how evil and un-American are HOAs? Your choice is to vote. Very evil? Or very un-American. I'm going to ask you <laughs> right now, how do you think the vote is going? Are HOAs more evil or more un-American, at least this, this Boy, Gilbert? I'm going to guess it's a 50-50 split between the two. 
Seventy percent of you are saying very evil. Only thirty percent say very un-American. Very un-American. So uh, not as close as you might think the original vote was. Although a lot of people are commenting, "Can I vote for both?" No, you can't. You have to choose one: <laughs> evil or un-American. It's uh, it's good to know though that all of you chiming I, in believe it's certainly one of the two. I will say I don't know what this HOA is doing. I can't imagine there's anything in the bylaws that allow them to fine people two hundred fifty dollars a day for this. They're not a lot. If this is defamation, if somebody is posting uh, false facts on here, they're lying about you, then you can sue them for defamation. But I don't think there's something in the bylaws that allows the HOA to find the person moderating the site. Now, there apparently there have been some statements made that are you know pretty bad. They've said that bar, they, statements have been made that board members altered or manipulated votes in the annual election. That's a provable fact one way or the other. If that's not true... That's that's defamation. I mean, that that's a problem for you. But but, it, but again, is it the job of the HOA? No, to enforce no defamation the, laws against its no. board members. The individual person who was defamed yes. can, can file a lawsuit. Be or my a, guess. Send a threatening letter. Sue the Facebook. But it has nothing to do with the HOA. I fail to see where the HOA has the authority to do this sort of thing, uh, and I'm pretty sure they don't. And there's also free speech laws that are constitutional. Uh, 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 Laws that are, you can't do this. So I, I don't know how the the HOA is doing this. They probably thought, well, let's just see if we can scare some people. Now they got a whole bunch of bad press. Yes, instead. they're sending sternly worded emails, but and some, sternly worded letters to people, threatening a two hundred and fifty dollar fine if you say mean things about us. You know, it's funny. I don't like HOAs either, and I live in a, in a community without HOAs. But okay. I, but I will tell you, oh, there's a button there. I will tell you. Well, yeah. there are things I see in my neighborhood. Give me an example. I've got an I've got neighbors who have uh, big RVs that they. Okay, that, I, I had, like big RVs. I had. <laughs> I, I like them. Bigger the better, by I the way. I don't mind them either. I've had neighbors that- I are, want a tour bus. They build things next to their wall, right next to my wall, things yeah. that affect my view or affect how I look at things. We're in a normal HOA. That couldn't happen. Um, we have a house right now. I think it looks very nice. They've renovated, they remodeled the whole house, but they made it look, the paint, it's entirely different than the whole neighborhood. I like that. Some people don't like just the look of it itself. But, I don't like other people choose, telling me what to do. I, we have people who park their cars in the street all the time. Uh, we have, yes. It's it's a horror. It's awful. No, I, I so none of this bothers me. By the way, I'm not all. exactly- yeah. My HOA, the last one I will ever live in in my entire life after. And, and my goal was <laughs> in having attorneys in the family and friends, I would constantly send them letters from on attorneys stationary, knowing they would have to get their lawyers oh. and spend money to respond <laughs> to every a... one of mine because I was going to try to bankrupt them through lawyers' you're, fees alone. Pain in the butt. So the only HOA, the last one but I was they in. W- you could not park in the street in yeah. front of your house, and you could not park in your driveway. Of course. The driveway is just there for show. It's ridiculous. I agree My with you. My truck was too big to fit the, in the in the garage. What, the, the only HOA. It was too long. The last HOA I was a part of, and I actually joined the board. It was a brand new community. And I did it on purpose because I didn't want it to be so, you know, like like we're having the, the police uh, stayed in there. And almost everybody else that joined the board had the same idea. We had our meetings at a bar down the street, Bruce. It was fantastic. But we figured. That's the kind of HOA you want to join is the one that has meetings in a bar. So but, but I tell you, though, we started having people complain. You know, people had uh, basketball hoops out in front of their front yards. And so? we said. They're allowed to do that, you know. Yeah. We, we and we so we created a couple of rules to keep things just generally okay. But it, you'd be amazed the people that complain. This one leaves his garbage can outside two hours too long. This one, the kid left his basketball on the driveway. We don't care. That has nothing to do with your property value or keeping. It, it, this is ridiculous. So we had a good board, right? And that I did think, that. and and, and right. just like you know, the 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 
technological version now of HOAs is things like this Nextdoor app or the Ring app, yeah. where people can just do nothing but complain about other people's stuff. And and you'd be amazed. You, no, every, I wouldn't. Every, because I read the asinine, stupid things that people do. It, Here's my <laughs> response: I don't care what you do with your house or on your in your yard, yeah. as long as you don't care what I do with mine and in my yard. <laughs> I told my next door neighbors: if you want to burn tires in your backyard, have at it. Can I bring some things over you want to burn as well? You don't want that really? You want I to don't s- care. You're to smell the smoke. I live inside. I don't care. <laughs> you don't go outside. Ever? I don't go outside when you they're burning tires. The burning tires would be okay. Fine with me. Um, but Don't the, tell me what to do. The crazy thing, as someone who sat on an HOA board for a little bit, it's not the board members always that are the, the crazy people. It's the other. It's the residents. It's the, the one or two busybody yes. loudmouths that read, try to do it for everyone else. They think they're the Don't police. Don't give them a voice. They read the bylaws and then complain all the time. It's, it's It's amazing. And the HOA board, you almost have no choice because you have to enforce the rules or you get in trouble. It's the, a crazy thing. The votes are pouring in, by the way, on the oh, Pursing no. James and Pamela Hughes show page, totally unsafe heavy pill of the day are HOAs uh, evil or un-American. 32% now un-American, 68% evil. It's moving a little bit in the un-American, but still evil is winning by a lot. Evil and, is uh, definitely there. We will certainly well, you continue. See, if you had somebody, if your neighbor had an RV, you'd think different. I love RVs. <laughs> I'm just saying that. I want one. I'm just saying that because he's And if listening. I want to park it sideways <laughs> across my front yard, that's Bruce business. Bruce business. All right? All right. Even the, big, the bus size ones? Those are the huge ones one. I want. I want, like I want a tour bus. They're the big ones. I want the biggest one they make. That's right. With the, rocks, with the star, rock stars inside. The whole Doy. thing. Yeah. Yeah. How else are you going to get groupies? <laughs> Man. Work with me on this. It's not my neighbor's job to stop me from living my life. There you go. Is American history being taught differently depending on what state you live in? Oh, my. Um, Spoiler alert. The answer is yes. We'll tell you about that. Bruce St. James and Pamela Hughes. Barry Markson in for Pamela Hughes today. And I, I found this. I found this next story kind of interesting. Maybe I am naive to a certain point, but I thought that American history was just that history. And I can acknowledge that that in the fifth grade, so kind of in the middle of school, kind of, if you will, I moved from Virginia to Arizona and I did notice a difference looking back, that living in Northern Virginia, Washington, D.C., there was more of a focus on things like the Civil War, the Revolutionary War, because we were kind of surrounded by battlefields and streets and schools were named after these people. And when I moved to Arizona, there was more of there was a bit of a shift towards things that you would argue were maybe more Arizona centric or Southwest and things like uh, um, uh, Hispanic influence in the culture, things like that. So I could acknowledge There were some cultural things that were different. Different priorities that were taught. Thank you very much. But I didn't think that literally history could be taught differently. Oh, but it can. Yeah. And we find out that specifically that textbooks, textbooks can differ across the country. And it might shed a little bit of light. I don't know if it's the cause or the effect of our divided partisan nature that we're literally teaching history differently depending on the state you grew up in. Yeah, and it's it's yes, it's the it's the textbooks that are being used in different states, but also as the study found, 
it's some of the same textbooks. Yeah. States are using the same textbooks, but they're blacking out certain parts of history. So think about the cover of a text, like American history and you, you know, and it's got the flag on the front and the Statue of Liberty. It looks identical. Right. And you open up one in the state of California and you open up one in the state of Texas. What if I told you that on the actual pages, there are, in some cases, you could say additions to, and in other cases, deletions to moments, facts, things in history. This was news to me. Yeah. Well, and, and it's interesting because there's a big discussion in academia these days about, you know, what is appropriate history? I mean, number one, and we all kind of know this, right? The victor in wars and things, they get to tell the history, right? Their story. Do the becomes, victors go the spoil? And their, I've heard and, that term. And their story becomes the history, correct? I mean, that, and it's not always the same from, other, from the other side. The other side's view of something might not have the winners being the prevailing heroes of the moment, uh, but rather the terrorists of the moment. And but, Russia tells a different version of World War II than we do. Yes, that's exactly How's right. That? That's a great way to put it. Okay. Um, and also we've seen a whole bunch of different countries that use history as propaganda, not facts to be learned that should be universally known, uh, but different. And uh, the Palestinians always, uh, you know, is always something that the way they're taught in schools uh, is, oh, good is to hate Israel and to hate Jews. And they come out of there as if these are facts. Almost indoctrinated. Right. They're indoctrinated. Exactly. And we're seeing that now in our own education uh, on both sides. So California, we're seeing an, an incredible... Uh, a push for uh, progressive activism that's going there that includes things like the ethnic studies, different uh, social sciences, um, you know, even things within our own history that we accept as fact, Bruce, for the Revolutionary War, the Civil War, that that they're saying now are being taught in a way that doesn't take the view of African-Americans into account enough or the view of the Indians uh, into account enough, things like that, changing the entire view of history. But it goes both directions, doesn't it? It does. Then you go to Texas. I was going to say, so I'm looking at one... On the Bill of Rights. Now, we can all agree that the Bill of Rights is what it is. And I'm looking at a page. These are identical textbooks, except for something very small. So it has the Bill of Rights. And then it has little, like, um, annotations next to it explaining some of it. On the Second Amendment, the textbook in California points out that the Second Amendment does allow for some regulation of firearms. Okay? Right. You open up to the same page in the state of Texas, same textbook, that annotation is not there. There's just a white space instead. Yeah, they blacked it out. They took it out of the book entirely. And California and Texas are big enough states where they can go to these textbook authors and say, we don't want this in or we do want this in. Here's what here's what your book's going to say. But we are. I mean, there's something fundamentally concerning about teaching history through such a narrow prism. I'm more I'm more more information's better. Sunlight's a great disinfectant, if you will. I don't like the idea of necessarily keeping things out of textbooks because someone might be offended. Yeah. Now we have the politics uh, is absolutely entering into our the education of our children and through this, uh, through our textbooks. You know, Texas, we hear about that. There's a commission in Texas we hear about all the time. Uh, they meet annually to talk about which textbooks to use and what the textbooks are allowed to say. And they teach things that either aren't accurate sometimes. We hear about this all the time. They aren't accurate or they're swayed or they're, they're done from a conservative, a political conservative or social conservative viewpoint. Let me give you another example. 
So the California textbook talks about something called the Harlem Renaissance and the impact it had on African-American life. Okay? I'm looking at the page. It's got famous members in African-American history. The Texas textbook has the same information, but includes the line that, quote, critics have dismissed the quality of the literature produced during that time. Wow. Is that right? See, that's just that's just commentary that, that is, for no that's reason. Commentary. For that's commentary. no not, reason. That's not the history of what happened. Right. Yeah. That's just letting somebody, let's let, let, let a, a, a Their version of it. Yeah, go through it and just say, eh, this is, I don't like this. I mean, that's that's amazing. Yeah. That's not even a, that's I didn't, not, I didn't that's not even a different a historical thing. view. Yeah. I didn't no. know that was a thing. It's a big thing, unfortunately, and it's only going to get worse as we all are, are divided more and more. You remember the attack, the response, whatever you want to call it, the missiles that Iran fired that, that hit on an American uh, yeah. base in Iraq. Ballistic missiles. There were no yeah. injuries, right? That's what the president said. Okay, there were injuries. We're finding out about them. We'll tell you about that next. KTAR News on 92.3 FM. Get some perspective. Bruce St. James and Pamela Hughes. Barry Markson in for Pamela today. Thank you for being here. Oh, yeah. Excited to be here, Bruce. Did you have a little fog on your way in this morning? I I, did. I I thought it was kind of cool. Piestua Peak here had like this little... Like the low clouds. It looked really cool. Yeah. It looked very different. Not something you see here very often. Uh, exactly. Uh, yeah, but that was on my uh, my six-minute drive to work. I glanced over. <laughs> Might a little longer. It took six minutes only because I hit the light here at Northern. Really? If I don't catch lights, five minutes. Wow. That's that's a nice commute right there. Just throwing it out there. All right. No HOA. And um, <laughs> what? Did that come out? You remember a couple of weeks ago, well, uh, some people were concerned or Predicting us on the brink of World War III. Yes. That an American drone strike killed a member of the Iranian government. A high-up general. Uh, Soleimani. Yes. Who also is involved in terrorist activity, was involved in terrorist activities around the world. And we killed him. Yes. Iran responded with... It was a huge response. Ballistic missiles. Yeah. From Iran. Dozens. Right. From Iran, traveling hundreds of miles and striking uh, inside two different military installations, uh, uh, military bases in Iraq. Yes. The initial reports were, and I remember the, de- you remember the debate? Th- there, was, there were no casualties. And did the, did the Iranians miss on purpose? Right. Did they strike? Because these air bases are huge. Yeah. They're monstrosities. Right. Um, yeah, I think sometimes we think of them as like a, like a little office park or with something. With a couple of tents. Yeah, it's no. way bigger than that. It's like a city. Right. Um, did they intentionally strike away from like the barracks and hit, you know, an empty airfield somewhere? Or are they just bad shots? I remember a lot of people saying, hey, we think they intentionally missed. They needed to show we're tough and we can yeah. strike you. Well, and also our, our intelligence found out way ahead of time. And I, we apparently shot down, I think, some of our anti, yeah. anti-missile technology worked. For some of them. Uh, for, for some. Right. Uh, and, and we shot some of this down. But we initially heard that there were, were no American casualties or Iraqi in that sense and that everybody was okay. Well, yeah, we heard it from, we heard from the president himself. We're now learning 
something slightly different that at least 11 servicemen yeah uh were they used the term airlifted and i'm going to assume that you know this base might not have the best hospital on the planet it has medical facilities but that they were airlifted to a hospital 11 of them suffering from I use the term concussion related. We think of tra- traumatic brain injury. That yeah, TBI. If you and if you don't know, I only know this because of friends of mine who have served and who have suffered TBIs. Like if you are riding in a Humvee and the explosion goes off next to the road, the IED, even if shrapnel doesn't penetrate your Humvee, even if it isn't blown up or tossed over, that the concussive effect of an explosion and being near one can literally cause your brain to bounce around in your head and you can receive an injury even if, you know, you don't, you're not bleeding. Right. It's it, look a TBI, and I see this in my work a lot, uh, they can be bad. And a, a concussion, you know, people talk about concussion, that's a minor brain injury. I mean, that's, that's what a concussion is. We talk about it like it's a scrape, but it's, there's more to it well, than and, that. And it's unclear the severity yeah. of it's, these, and it's not always easy to tell. Well, Trump weighed in on this. Yeah. He was asked about this at this Davos summit he's at. We now know at least 11 U.S. service men were airlifted from Iraq. Can you explain the discrepancy? No, uh, I heard that they had headaches and a couple of other things, but I would say, uh, and I can report, it is not very serious. So you don't consider serious. potential traumatic brain injury serious? Uh, they told me about it numerous days later. You'd have to ask Department of Defense. No, I don't consider them very serious injuries relative to other injuries that I've seen. You know, so this is this is what he just said recently. And, and, you know, as you know, at the time, the president said there were no casualties, just a minimal property damage, that sort of thing. You know, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt here, Bruce, and we can talk about it. He may have been told there were no injuries at that time because there were nobody died. There was no shrapnel. Nobody, That's fair. Nobody, I, but, but, yeah. no, nobody took what we would consider to be more traditional uh, war type injuries. I have no issue with that. Yeah. And and then they, and he said it here days later, I was told, I think he's downplaying it a little bit now, but he was told they just had some headaches and things. I mean, n- nobody these days thinks a traumatic brain injury is just a headache. So I Trump think does. Well, and that's where <laughs> that's my problem. I have no yeah. problem with I was told there were no injuries to 11 servicemen or women were airlifted to a hospital suffering from some form of a traumatic brain injury, a concussion or whatever. Yeah. And he calls them headaches. Well, and he, and he continues to downplay him in this interview. I've seen what Iran has done with their roadside bombs to our troops. I've seen people with no legs and with no arms. I've seen people that were horribly, horribly injured in uh, that area, that war. Uh, in fact, many cases put those bombs put there by Soleimani, who's no longer with us. Uh, I consider them to be really bad injuries. No, I do not consider that to be bad injuries, no. Yeah, and 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 there therein again lies the problem. I I would not expect it, but it is this stupid narrative that a uh, breaking your arm is serious, and you should go see somebody about that. Yeah, but a brain injury is not. Get over it. Go to sleep. Take aspirin. Yeah. Well, it, I have a problem for, with that because I know the servicemen and women, and I have personal ones who have taken their own lives, and it wasn't because of the physical injuries. 
Yeah. It wasn't the physical. It was the traumatic vein injuries no, that it's, caused it. It's it, these are very severe injuries. There's no question about it. You know, the, the, on a positive note, the president not thinking or at least saying out loud that these aren't that serious. It kept us potentially from a retaliatory strike and getting further into war and what many people were concerned uh, would have been a, a prolonged war with Iran. So, in the good way, perhaps in this instance, him downplaying it helps us all. He could have stopped there. <laughs> but telling me You're that right. traumatic brain injuries and 11 servicemen having to be airlifted yeah. to a hospital, I believe they went to Germany. Not serious. From Iraq. Yeah. Is a headache and not serious. Just continues the stupidity and the stigma yeah. of, of it, brain injuries. It, it is amazing that we consider this whole attack to be so minor. If this had happened in any other context, we would be at war. I mean, they, they shot ballistic, ballistic missiles, missiles at across country. Yeah. 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 Very bad. Nine in ten parents, that's almost 90% of you, are worried about your teens playing too many video games. Should you also be worried about me? We'll talk about it next. Arizona's news station, KTAR News on 92.3 FM. Get some perspective. Bruce St. James and Pamela Hughes. He's Barry Markson in for Pamela Hughes. Again, appreciate you filling in today. Glad to be here. Um, I think I know the answer to this, Barry. <laughs> okay. Do you play video games? I do. Really? Not not as much anymore, but yeah, I do. Give me some examples. Uh, For instance. You know, I, I do them with, just with my kids every once in a while, uh, but uh, more like Madden football and things like that. But really, So you're playing on like a console, like a PlayStation, yeah, Xbox, etc.? But yeah, but to be honest with you, they've switched over. They do things on their computer now, but they do it with... With a, a hand, you know, a yeah, controllers controller. and everything else. Yeah. yeah, you can do it through computers yeah. now. You can access a variety of different things. Well, I used to how, love them though. How old? Are, how old are your kids? Uh, Seventeen and sixteen. So they're kind of like prime video game years. Oh I yeah. Think. Oh yeah. Are you worried as a parent of a seventeen and sixteen year old that your kids spend too much time playing video games? Every once in a while, but really, no. I mean, my kids you know, have jobs. They do well in school. They have outside interests. 16-year-old. Made a 16-year-old get a job. Did you hear that? <laughs> well, Barry says, if you're going to live in my house, you're going to work. I told, I told him he didn't have to get a job as long as he has some other way to pay rent. But it's uh, but he no, but they, they do other things. So they're pretty well rounded. So if they want to, you know, when they're they're downtime, they want to play video games. And the great thing now with video games, Bruce, and you probably know this, is you do them with other people. It's social. So they're it's doing, very social. They're doing it with their friends. You're so, playing online with your friends or. Again, with yeah. complete strangers, usually a nine-year-old <laughs> in Springfield, Massachusetts, who calls me names, that's, no, who, who curses at me when, you, when I'm playing Call of well, Duty. That's what I was about to ask you. My kids, when they're playing and they have headsets on mm-hmm. and they're talking to their friends, they say the worst things to Absolutely. each other that I have ever heard. If you Okay, so- When it first started, we, my, my wife and I would go in there like, who are you talking to? What are you what doing? What is going on in and this it's, room? Because it's just cursing and nasty. He's like, oh, it's Billy. We're like, Billy? What did Billy talk oh, to Billy that and, night? And the three other kids, it's like, my God. So do you talk to strange kids like that? Yes. So here's the thing. (laughs) I don't want to know this. Here's the thing. I have the Alexa speakers in my house. And I've said this before, that if Alexa listens to you, Alexa, play KTAR. If Alexa listens to you at all times, right? Like it's it's spying on you. My Alexa, the only audible things you're going to get out of me when I'm alone in my house, which is... All the darn time. Get the dump button even ready. Is when I'm playing Call of Duty and I'm yelling at the screen. Oh, no. So I think it is perfectly reasonable 
that Alexa thinks I am a violent terrorist because <laughs> I talk about shooting and blowing things up all the time. Oh, I'm getting a, I'm getting a picture of life at the uh, at the Bruce house. Eighty. Yeah, we're not playing Mario Bros. Eighty-six percent, though, of parents believe their teens spend too much time playing video games, and they're saying thirteen to eighteen years old. Yep. All right, but seventy-one percent think video games have a positive influence on their own children. Can you hold both those positions at the same? You know what? These video games have a lot of positive things to it. But you're paying them too long. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, I, I will say the fact that they're – it's so social now that they're doing it with their friends. That is a more positive thing. It's a way for the kids to connect without leaving the house uh, when when they can't sometimes. So, again, so my kids These come kids home. today, we don't go to the mall yeah. and hang out at the well, food court like you and I used to. Right. Although they'll still go to the mall and walk around. I mean, but you're right. That's how I did my video games. I used to go up to – I'll go to the mall and go to the Super Fun Center, whatever they called it, and play video games. Super I mean, Fun Center. That's what we did. It was and right not the... called the Super Fun Center, was it? Please <laughs> it was tell super, me it wasn't. Super Game or Game yeah, Set. It was okay. something like that. It was a uh, quarter at a time, right? The, the old Paradise Valley Mall, right? Yeah, okay. And uh, and we right in the food right in the food court there. Oh, that, next to the Orange Julius with the one that had the. Oh, that's right. yeah. I mean, I'm going back. We played... oh, okay. How about this? I can I can, I see I see your PV mall, <laughs> and I'll up you the Metro Center Mall. Oh. Which had the skating rink downstairs, and then how the video games around it. And then they got rid of the skating rink, and they put like literally um, like rides you would see at the county fair inside there. Like oh really? Mini, like these you know, an amusement park? Yeah, like the spider. There were the things are oh. going all around, and it had video games everywhere. And we used to go there and play video games at wow. Center Mall because that's where all the cool video games. You had a way better setup than we did, but yeah, you know. So I can see it. Yeah, is it is it good that the kids are interacting? They're doing something. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's fine as long as it's in. It's part of uh, other things they're doing as well. I can, but, uh, but also you can say, yeah, it's too much already. Uh, I can see that. They have some friends who play video games all the time. Yeah, I my, like, kids, my kids go to the gym and work out. They have jobs. They're doing their homework. They're getting good grades. I'm fine. With yeah, I play video games video all games. the time. Yeah. yeah, I don't do any of those things. <laughs> I don't, I don't do any. Are you always playing with uh, with teenagers or kids? Other people. I don't, I don't, don't ask their age. You <laughs> and you're all I'm, just cursing at each other and stuff? Uh, the language is does, salty. Does it ever concern you that there's a nine-year-old cursing at you on the other side? Yeah, usually because they're better at the game than I am. <laughs> That's the part that upsets me. All right. You little bleeping camper! <laughs> Get out of the corner! Oh, my. Hate oh you! Oh, my. Your parents hate you, too! <laughs> Here we go. When's the part where I have to inform the, the, the authorities? When does that happen? Mary Markson in for oh. Pamela Hughes. Next up, an Arizona lawmaker doesn't want refugees in Arizona and doesn't care if you think he's a bigot. Oh, or well, does he? That's good. Jay Lawrence, you're up next oh. on KTAR News.